Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, after a week, uh, 4th of July vacation break, Chip Scoggins, we are back. Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad, and uh, Scoggins, hope you had a great holiday. Hope you watched a lot of fireworks, or if you're me, avoided them at all costs, because I hate fireworks. Me and the dog hate fireworks. Oh, do you too? Yeah, Good I'm not for a you. big fireworks. I don't think fireworks and sports writers are are a good combination. I don't I, think we like I don't think we like home improvement projects and fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the two uh, probably two at the top of my list too. Yeah, I my kids do, so I bought them, but I let the uh, the 13 year old shot them all off. So oh, did you? I'm, I'm scared of those things. Oh no, I don't like to watch them. I'm petrified of shooting them off. Yeah, like I'm. Convinced that my right hand will blow up to the sky. Yeah, no, I don't. I used to shoot them off for them. Um, we didn't get in the in the illegals. We just get the the target, you know. Oh, you're close enough to the border. Too. I know. You can go get the good stuff. I, know. <laughs> go I don't those. get fireworks. I get the beer. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm with <laughs> the you. spotted cow. Oh god, yeah, yeah, it's true. Just <laughs> drive right across. The only problem, spotted cow is great. The only problem is it's not cheap. No. And, well, and I'm not saying beer is cheap. Beer is not cheap, but it's. I become a beer snob. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, so have I. Yeah. I think I, I, the other day I spent sixteen bucks for a four pack. Oh, what'd you get? The uh was it Todd the Axeman? Oh yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. i I'm I'm on a big surly kick yeah. lately. Yeah. Todd I've the Axeman's great. Yeah, I've gone I've always been a surly furious guy. Yeah, you know, I wasn't for I mean it, it's not that I didn't like it, it's just that I go from beer to beer to beer. Yeah. And I as last, I don't know, three months or so, I've been on a big surly kick and yeah. it is good stuff. What's your? Are you a just, furious? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, I I, I, no I I like them. I like most of them. Furious is my favorite. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't mind the coffee. Yeah, that's that's too much. I'm not I'm not a big. But I like coffee. coffee. Yeah, you like coffee. That's I'm true. a big coffee yeah. guy. So. Yeah, I uh, Todd the Axeman. I've elevated it above uh, Furious though because it is. What, what's ooh. the uh, alcohol content of Todd the Axeman? That's what I got to look at. Seven point. Okay, see, there you go. Two. Is that right? Yeah, it's high though. Because I think. Uh, but that'll not. But see, the problem is good. then. See, I am. Um, I learned long ago. I'm not a as. You, you know, yeah. I'm not a savor it beer guy. Yeah. So a seven two <laughs> tends to leave Judd on the floor very quickly. I think Furious isn't. We that. don't have thirteen of them, Judd. <laughs> no, I know exactly. See, I'm, my problem is I drink beer like you drink Coronas. Yeah. I sense Fast that you're probably. I sense that you're probably much slower than me yeah. with Todd the Axe. Yes. Yeah. I, I. I. You know, I was the Corona guy for years, and then now I've. I, IPAs are kind of my 
my, oh, my kryptonite. I, I, lo- I love sampling different IPAs. Oh. I love when, like, when we travel, you go to games, yep. like getting the local and try different ones around the country. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was a, uh, I, I was not a beer snob for I don't know how long, the first 10 years that I drank. Yeah. And, and then as the craft beers emerged, which, by the way, changed yeah. the world. It, yes. It yeah. changed the world. But also just the realization that you didn't have to continue to drink the same beer over beer, and over yeah, again. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, the craft beer thing, it, it's probably hard now for, for people in their 20s to get the fact that kids or not kids, guys like us when we were kids used to go to the liquor store. Yeah. And you didn't exactly have the, you know, hey, no. let's try this new craft beer. You get uh, 24 beers for 8 bucks. Is that <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I told I actually went went into a liquor store one time and I told my friend and I don't know, we were probably we were I don't think yet of age, but what the heck. Yeah. I told my friend or my friend told me, Go in and get something exotic and I'm like, Hey, you you're right about that. I'm going to. I'm not kidding you, Chip Scoggins, and I tell this story there is no there there is no intention of I was um screwing with my buddy on this. I came out with a twenty four thing, a Schlitz. <laughs> And let's just say the next <laughs> let's just say the next day was not pleasant for anyone involved, including Judd's stomach. <laughs> On so many levels, a twenty four Schlitz was a bad idea. I thought I didn't know. I was like, "Hey, I've never had this Schlitz before." It sounded good. I've seen the ads. Marketing, I'm not kidding. My favorite Scoggins thing of all time, though, Chipper, is is the looks that you would get w- when we traveled on the Vikings beat, pounding Coronas and demanding no lime, and people would look at you. It was as if you were were picking children. Like it, it's like if you had your kids and were like, I, I'm just taking this one and I'm leaving the. I've never seen somebody yeah. like you. It was you offended part. I know it's weird. I I don't like limes and Corona. I don't like the. Which is the, hilarious. What do you call it, the pulp or whatever? Yeah, I yeah just the didn't pulp. Like that. Now, I do like oranges and blue moons. I, I do like to put an orange slice in a blue moon. So do you moon. not like the taste of lime? Is, is it nah, too, I just, it was weird. That's really I, I weird. Know. I just didn't like. That makes it even weirder. Yeah, I just didn't like. I, I don't know. I just didn't. I like my Corona's plain. But the best was <laughs> the, the, wait, the bartender at Applebee's that. Uh, hit the Coronas. They're running low, so then we'd be coming in late after. Oh yeah. Oh man, Kato. We're out of Coronas. Well, not really. <laughs> we're just saving them for chip. Yep. Yep. We're no, no. They're not out at all. But that was a good bartender. Oh, she, she knew. Great. She, she, knew she knew we would we stay liked. in that hotel yeah. across the street from the Applebee's in Mankato day every day after day, day after day. <laughs> and we'd come. It'd be you, me, and so like what? Mark Craig, and John would, David Booty. Yeah, and John David Booty. And who? Who did he come in with? Ryan. No, who was? It was an offensive lineman. It definitely was a lineman. I can't remember who it was. And I think they were like, it was so funny because I think they went to the bar and they're they're like, okay, we're we're away from all these idiots, all the report, you know, just cut her loose. And then they they look across and they're like, hey, hey boys, and they're good practice today. And JDB was like, no lime in your Corona. What's, yeah, what's right. wrong with you, that's Chip right. Scoggins? Um, how surprised or or what is your what is your level chipper of expectation? Of the Twins making what we consider to be a significant trade for for pitching help before the July 31st, what is now a drop dead deadline. Well, I think they, well, I think they have to, right? I mean, even though the lead has shrunk to five and a half games coming out of the All Star break, we still think this is a, a you know one of the best teams in baseball, and to do nothing 
is, or even to do something just minor where you're like, eh, doesn't really move the needle. Right. That's not going to be greeted well here. And I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's interesting to to see if because the lead has shrunk, will that even put more pressure on? Not that they thought, okay, we're going to continue to play at that ridiculous pace. That's a really good question. Yes. But is because it's five and a half, will that will that create even more sense of urgency within? You know the Twins front offices is like, oh, wait a second now, Cleveland's coming fast. We got to do something. I don't know. I mean, they haven't. Re- you know, Falvey and them aren't going to tip their hand publicly, and but I, I will be shocked if they don't do something. At least add one here's, reliever. Here's what I can't figure out is is if you're talking about uh, Bumgarner or Joe Smith in San Francisco, or you're talking about Stroman and Giles in Toronto. And obviously, the pressure on teams is going to increase to make deals. And and there's always going to be one or two teams that probably make what are considered, quote-unquote, irresponsible deals. My question is, how far are the Twins willing to go? Because I don't think they touch the top three. Like, I think I, I think Lewis, Kirilov, and Gratterall probably. Yeah. But do they go to four? Are, are they? Are well, they? I can't but, figure but this Judd, out. I mean, you're going to have to give up something. I, mean, I agree. Oh, I'm not. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, completely. yeah. I just don't. In my mind, I can't figure out what they're going. If somebody comes and says, "Here's here's stupid amount. Here's a stupid amount of prospects," but I, don't you think? I don't know. Don't you think because of everything that's happened to this organization, how bad they've been, and this is they're finally in the game, yep. right? They're finally in the game to to not make a bold move because, like, well, you know. We like our top four prospects, and we'll give you our fifth. Uh, boy, because that'll get out. That'll that'll Absolutely. leak out, and so yep, that'll turn off the public in a big way. And I what, mean, big way. And what gets a deal done too? So, like, if you're Toronto, do you if if the Twins all of a sudden say, okay, we'll trade Kirloff, which I don't think they would, but let's yeah. say they did, does that get a deal done, or does Toronto just go to like the Yankees and like, well, hey? If, if that's the thing, if you if you make a a big time legitimate offer where you your top prospects and they decide something else, well then you just lose out. It, I think people understand that it's not really ponying up and just making kind of a right. half heart. It's the same thing with, that they did uh, earlier in the year where they didn't want to give it three years on a you know, and they'd say well, we're drawing a line on two years. Well, if if, you, if they if they are bold in in putting together a package and there's someone beats them out because you know they have something that's more attractive you, you know you can't force a team to trade with you right but I, I i just think to hold on to too many prospects or whatever when you have a chance to really go for it and, and you've this got is your chance you're not guaranteed to be back here anytime I soon agree completely and, and plus you You've got guys who are going to be have to be exposed in the Rule Five draft as well, mm-hmm. so you can't keep all of them. So yeah, and, and the other thing that's going to factor in as much as there's a certain portion of this fan base that wants to always go back to cheap poll ads. The other thing from the poll ad, Dave St. Peter, factor is this: if you go in now, guess what you sell immediately? Season tickets. Well, without doubt, yeah, you sell goodwill, you sell tickets, you sell. All those Just people bailing off the XL Energy Center, mm-hmm. you know, basically saying, okay, I'll spend my money on another team, can now spend it on, let's say, the Twins. And i got to imagine from here to the rest of the season, I don't know, every game's going to be sold out, but you're going to have pretty full stadiums every night, right? Yeah. Just because absolutely 
summer is, you know, warm weather, teams exciting. So <clears throat> I don't necessarily worry so much about or think so much they worry so much about maybe Dave St. Peter does selling tickets, but I just think it's you're not guaranteed to be here again, you know, next year or the year after. And to constantly, well, we got to hold on to these prospects because we think they might be good in four years. Well, it's like there's no guarantee that's going to happen either. Right. You know, you can't be paralyzed by the unknown. Right. And I just think if you're in this spot, freaking go for it, you know. Are, are you as thrilled as I am, though, to going into, and we're recording this on Friday, um, and the Twins start a three-game series against Cleveland in Cleveland tonight, the first of 13 games left between the two teams the remainder of this year. Are you as thrilled by the lead? Because I think five and a half is perfect. Yeah. I don't want a big lead. I want a lead that makes it compelling. I love the fact that we can now talk about this series as being, a, you know, a crucially important series in July in this town. It has drama. Where we, I love Yeah, it, drama's great. Um yeah, I'm sure fans would be like, I want to know slam dunk that they're getting into the playoffs. I mean, but I, anything that's compelling and interesting, and I just think it's fun. We can talk about this Vikings later, but this time, however many years prior, I'm looking ahead to training camp. When do we get the Egan? When do we get the Mankato? Yeah. What's the Viking, you know, Vikings main storylines? I have, I gotta be honest with you. I haven't even thought about the Vikings. I haven't. I've been, I've been just interested in my, you know, kind of tunnel vision on the twins right now. Absolutely. It, which is, it's, and how, it is, great, it is how great is that? It's amazing, Judd, the difference between having a, a really good baseball team and bad baseball, what summer oh. feels like. Just because, like, I go home now, I've watched more baseball this year than I think I have the last eight years combined. Mm-hmm. And, like, you go home, there, there are times when they play a getaway day and you're sitting at home at night and you're like, oh, shoot, I have to watch something else. I got to find something on TV now where now it's just kind of a, you get home seven o'clock. You turn on TV. You turn on Twins games. Hey, whether you're watching every pitch or it's just kind of background noise, you know. If the Wolves are bad, we just don't care. Like we're used to it by now. And and you know what? That time of year, there's so much going on. Wild, same thing. Now, if these teams are good, it's it's great. But if they're not good, but there is nothing more. I I'll phrase this with. There's nothing more sports depressing than bad baseball because oh. it's all you're stuck. You're stuck with it. That's it. There's nothing else. That's and like you go. You. And like you go. If you don't, if the Twins are bad, which of course they have been for a long time, aside from a couple of pop-up years, Chipper, you uh, you know you're you're going past the game on cable and you're just like, this makes me want to throw up. Yeah, well you know, there's not there's just no ignoring. It's, it, yeah, it's not interesting. And, but there's just no ignoring bad baseball. Yes, like you try and you can not yeah. watch the games, but it still lingers because it's the only thing really going on in the town aside from the links. So do you think <clears throat> you're you're your gut tell you this will go right down to deadline day, or could you do you think this is such a big series this weekend that whatever happens, they might come back and say, you know what, let's get something done. You know, or I do deadlines for action. I'd I'd love to tell you that I ha- have an idea, but I thought that that we might get some all star game like right now, right around now trades because of the of the fact that they uh, took off the ability to make waiver related trades post July thirty first. I don't know. I don't know, and I think everybody – I feel like everybody's sort of waiting for the first big trade to sure. drop, and, and then, then everyone's going to dive in. Yeah. yeah. But I can't tell you if that's going to be on Monday. It's just – it's so hard to tell. But but you definitely get get the impression that the Torontos of the world and the Giants of the world are in the driver's seat now well, as far as people coming to them and being like, we're in two, we're – you know, call us, call us. Well, there's – yeah, they have leverage now to – I'm sure they're asking for the moon, right? 
They have Which, to be, and they should be. Yeah, and so does that, you know, cause people to wait till the last second, you know, the deadline day? Because we always know deadlines for actions, and so that's what's your what, thought? I my my gut is just haven't seen these enough that people wait till the deadline, yep. you know, because you don't want to go too early and think that you're but overpaying. I'll, but, but if we get a trade on Tuesday, like if Toronto pulls the, the thing, trigger on you Tuesday, everyone's going to be going to San Francisco saying, "You, you deal with us now." You could send a bold move if you made a, a move early and you know, and just say, "Hey, we're we're right. we're going right now." And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be. I, I I tend to think you'll wait closer to deadline because it's just. Right. You don't have to act now, but um, yeah, I'm fascinated by the series, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun three days, and you got everybody's best pitchers going right. And, yeah, it it lines up Gibson tonight against Clevenger, and yeah. then I know the Twins are what going Barrios on Saturday Sunday versus and or I'm I'm sorry, no Sunday, uh, I thought yes, yeah. Odorizzi on Saturday. Sorry, sure, yeah, uh, Jake's going on Saturday, and then uh, Jose Barrios on Sunday. So I'm watching the Astros and Rangers last night. It's the standalone MLB. We're back from the All-Star. Actually, a pretty good idea. Yeah. Lance Lynn's pitching. Yep. Pitching great. Fat as can be. I love him. <laughs> Complete pain in the ass here, Chip Scoggins. <laughs> but you know what? The NBA does it again, man. I, know. I, know. I, I don't even know where to start here. But, you know, what I love is we all knew, un- unlike with Paul George a week ago, we all knew that Chris Paul was going to be traded by Houston. So that did not come as a surprise. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Westbrook was going to be traded by OKC. Yeah. So that did not come as a surprise. But the fact that he was traded to Houston and the fact that you get this Woj bomb in the middle of the I baseball know. game. Adam Silver, do you, do you think he just sits in his billion-dollar home? <laughs> cash, pile of cash. Just <laughs> laughing and saying, yeah, we've done it again. Well, think about like how – well, first of all, I've never seen anything free agency like this, but – so, like, the NFL free agency, when you start, it ha- you have that initial rush, right? Yep. Baseball is terrible. It's, you know, yep. it drags on for months. They do nothing. The NFL free agency, the first, what, two days, there's that sugar high. Mm-hmm. But nothing like this. Well, and now you get the, the in the uh, NFL, you get the legal tampering period. And so now yeah. that's sort of the sugar high is then. But, yeah, no, this is crazy. Well, how about... The craziest thing to me is Paul George. I know. Like in this league where everything's out there and Woj or Shams mm-hmm. or, or, yeah. or Stella, my dog, is reporting this. <laughs> um, and, you know. He has for a trade. A Friday night, you just get home. Yeah. And it's on Twitter. Paul, I, I know. And it's genius. Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm a Thunder fan or Wolves fan, I don't I'm not think happy, it's genius. Yeah, but it's genius as far as we, the league goes. We raise this, and I love it. I love drama. I love the movement. I love just how bonkers this is. But you wonder how good it is for the league. And there, it's weird because there's it's, it's there's like parallel universes here. There's the teams that are stockpiling or creating super teams or the super duos and then everyone else, right? And there's a clear line between. Yep. I don't call them haves and haves nots, but it's just there's a little bit of envy when you see those teams that, like, when when the Wolves, for that, you know, 35 seconds when you thought they were getting D'Angelo Russell. Yep. You're like, man, this is going to be awesome. I know. You got two all-stars. You're, I know. You're one of those teams. I would classify the term like this. The teams that have buzz and the teams that don't yeah, have the yeah, buzz. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the Western Conference now, the Clippers have the buzz. The Lakers. Lakers 
I felt like Houston was sort of declining with the buzz a little bit, but not anymore. Not they're not. But it's the teams that have this 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 just where you look at the trade and you're like, man, that that's awesome. In Brooklyn, even though. And you're probably right. Probably if we sat down and and had a intelligent adult discussion about this, we could come to conclusions of why this is not good for the sport. But, but as just an outsider watching this go down, you're right. But but it is good in terms of ratings and interest and eyeballs on your product. I mean, think about like what the social media for NBA has been like the last. You know what month or whenever free agency started. It's been Have you ever seen a league two where where there's nothing that they can do once their product actually starts to li- live up what, to what they no. do when their, their product off season is, is dormant? Yeah, yeah their off season like is just incredible. Yeah, but it's not even close. I mean, foot, football's done a very good job about keeping itself in, in the spotlight, other than the period that we're in right now. Yeah. But you know, as fun as football stuff can be, or when free agents start to sign. I never get the feeling of, well, this is better than Sunday. Well, the NBA, it's not. Part of that, too, is the season's so long, and we see with, with teams resting players that a Tuesday night in February, in the grand scheme of things, does not matter. Whereas in football, every Sunday's, you know, enormous. And so that, there's that perception with the NBA and NHL is like, God, these seasons are so long, and this regular season doesn't matter because once they get to the playoffs, Gold State's going to win again, you know, that type thing. Right. And so. Um, but it, the thing that's fascinating to me is like, I've never, I don't think we'd ever see a, a pro sports league where the players literally have all the power. They can do whatever they can. They can turn a organization upside They're down. They're running the team like this. Yeah. They are running the team. I mean, they are the G the, the top players are the GMs. Think about two weeks ago, Oklahoma city. They're probably planning for something. I don't know what, but they're thinking we're in, the, in, in this spot. Yep. Now. It is a complete teardown, renovation, you know, and they have to go back to their fans and say, bear with us. Let's <laughs> go take and a after, while. And Because they're trading Chris Paul again. You know, I mean, they're going to turn around and trade him. And where I feel bad for, for those fans is they just signed Paul George, basically. And so this was not a, well, he's up towards the end of his contract. This might not end well. You, If you were an OKC fan a week ago, right now, as we record this, you had no idea what was coming. No. And now your franchise has been turned upside down. Now you got a bunch of draft picks. But yet, but yet for a guy, and, and I know that this is not good news, what happened in OKC for Timberwolves fans, but for a guy who just follows the league, it's, oh, great. Yeah, it's, fascinating. it's great fun. Yeah, it's fascinating. And that's why I, I wrote a column last week when all this happened, Judd. You don't want to be in that same spot with Oklahoma City as you are a no. cat. I mean, Ooh. it's fine to watch it from afar. And... I will say, like, the day we were at the press conference for Ryan Saunders when he got introduced, Cat was, like, through the moon. He was like, we're doing this. We're making these changes. He had, you know, he talked to Gerson and kind of yeah, – he, he's, he's bought into how things are going to be different, and he's and right, totally on board. And People, right now he's essentially a GM of the team. Yeah, and so he's been at Las Vegas with the with the summer team. That yeah. hasn't happened. He's been back several times to work out here. You know, I've had a couple of people in the organization tell me he's totally on board. Yep. But – if they don't start winning and get to the playoffs, you don't want to run the risk of him reaching a point saying, you know what, I'm looking at all my friends around the league creating these teams, and I might be better off somewhere else, and this is just a dead-end situation. And so I'm not saying it, they're anywhere near that spot now, but they've got to start winning and turn this thing around. And, <clears throat> or you run the risk of this guy saying, you know what, I'm out of here too. And how? But how do you, if you're, you're the Wolves, 
you could have the best intentions, Chipper, but it also might just be a thing of you've got to hope you've you've got to hope that Carl next summer makes a phone call that yep. connects, right? Yeah, because it's but that's that's to me what makes this such an intriguing conversation is we are talking about the star player is the GM. Mm-hmm. He recruits the player and then calls up Gerson and says, "Okay, now I've laid I've laid the groundwork for you." Do you complete the financials? Do you think there's any coincidence that him and D'Angelo Russell are good friends, and that that's they came? I don't know how close they came, but they made a hard pitch. And, and the fact he listened was based solely on only one thing. Sure, Carl. Yeah, that had nothing to do with anything about. Well, like, and I'm sure Gerson's a fine guy, but this this we are talking about the players. They don't even run the teams. They run their own enterprises, yeah. and then they pick the teams, which goes back to what your son said years ago that, that you told me, which is, I don't care where Chris Paul plays yeah. right now, yeah. but <laughs> I don't care where Chris Paul plays. I'm a Chris Paul fan. So, like, if you're a Kawhi fan, he could have picked anywhere. Yeah. Oh, you're going with him. Yeah. And then he's going to get his buddy, and then you're going to buy into that team. The, think about the, that. The one thing I think they're, they're, the Wolves are doing, which I think style of play probably matters to players. Right, if you're absolutely yes, you can't so play. I, it, yeah. If they play like we've heard a million times, modern basketball, which they're changing, I do think like the health and wellness, their facility, all those things are important. It's yes. not the number one thing. We know that money is always going to be in and, and creation of you know getting with their buddies, but I do think they're I do think they're making big time improvements to the infrastructure and like health and wellness. Oh yeah. Analytics, they're catching, style they're of just play. Catching up. Yeah, they're catching up, and so I think that's the selling point more. But it's still it's Minnesota, man, and yep. and it's not a destination. And so, but if they're winning and they got some positive things, and and you know, cats, you know, can recruit. But you've got to have any more. You've got to have two stars at least, right? Yeah, I think you. Yes, I think you need them in pairs now. Yeah. I think that's how it works. And then you fill in around, and that does not mean that your third player can't be really good. But, yes, I think this is now gone. Which is what they thought they had in Wiggins. I think, you the, know. Heat, I think the Heat model is now down to two, and it's two top players. But yeah. but it's the issue with Cat is this, and, and the Timberwolves can control this to a certain degree, but only a certain degree. The issue with Cat is right now he is the recruiter for them, mm-hmm. and that's a great place to be. That That's the good place to be. When the table, but if the tables get turned and he becomes the guy who is recruited by other teams, that's when you're dead. And that's what, and, and you can have the best of intentions and try and control those things. But if enough people tell Carl, that's a dead end. And exactly what you just said. It's Minnesota. I just, no, sorry. Yeah. Then eventually he's going to say, and I can't really blame him. He's going to go to Gerson and say, I tried. It didn't work. Sorry. That's well, I think that's where they've made calculated moves and it's not the end all be all, but. Getting Ryan Saunders the head coach where he has that was a Carl hire that was I mean to me and that's I'm fine with that that's you go with a guy he trusts well, you and, have and to. really likes he runs the team but there's no other way to put it it's funny because I when they I asked Gerson that day I said um, did that factor in there that he said well you don't want players picking coaches and all that and I understand no no GM's going to say that but yep. you know he's not stupid either. <laughs> 
he knows how much Towns means to the organization, how much he trusts and loves. If Carl Anthony Towns hadn't been behind Ryan. Ryan doesn't get the job. No, without doubt, no. I mean that that's the but that's the key. But as as much as it it might have been Glenn saying, I I see Ryan as a pseudo son sort of, and I love yeah. Flip and all of those things. I'm sure are very nice and played some type of role. I think the most important thing was you sit down with Carl and Carl's like, I really like this guy. He plays a good style of basketball. Because Carl's your most important thing. He is. He's the most important person in Oregon. Because here's the thing: if he leaves, then what? Then imagine what they're doing in Oklahoma City right now. They're like, oh my goodness, Carl Anthony Towns forever. Carl Anthony Towns right now. I think you could make a case. And and if you don't like the Wolves, that this is going to sound crazy, but just as far as the importance to franchise, Carl Anthony Towns is the most important player in this town. Yeah, because like if Kirk because players Kirk Cousins doesn't work, he doesn't work, and then you just take another swing, but you're not dead. The Timberwolves well, are in huge trouble. Because, one, because the NBA is only one or two players that can. Sure. And because of that league, players have all the power. You know? I mean, they just do. So, yeah, that's, you're you're right. What was your son's reaction to Chris <laughs> Paul? Now, now, he's been a diehard Chris yeah. Paul guy. He's followed Chris Paul from the Clippers. Um, to the Rockets. To the Rockets. To the State Farm commercials. He has a, well, he was... Uh, I can't say the word, but he he was ticked. Uh, use a different word for ticked, um, <laughs> because he wants Chris Paul to get a championship ring, and he knows Oklahoma City's not getting a championship. And he ring, probably so. doesn't want to follow. No, well, I don't think he really cares. Like, he has a Chris Paul Clippers shirt, a Chris Paul ro- uh, Rocket shirt. So I said, you know, let's not buy that Oklahoma City one because he's going to get traded somewhere. I assume Miami or somewhere he's going to get traded. Yeah, but he's just I mean, he loves Chris Paul. And he's bummed because he goes to a bad situation now, and he's not going to win, and you're not going to see him play. I mean, that's the thing. Jeff, with the, with the national TV contracts, if if you like a certain player, a, a great star, TNT, you're going to see him play a lot. Oklahoma City is not going to be on TNT. <laughs> no, they're and not going to be. And we, you know, we get the NBA package for the first couple of weeks when they're trying to sell it. Yeah, we're not. You know, you're not going to invest in no, the I'm NBA package. In NBA package, though. I am willing to put a lot of money on the fact that I think Clippers. And Lakers home game start times are going to be moved dramatically. Can you they're, imagine? They're not starting those things at 10 o'clock Eastern time next no, season. No, they are going to. I think they're going to be playing. I think they're going to say, you know, if you can get your fans to the arena on time, that's great. And if you can't, that's fine, too. It's L.A. But we're starting those puppies at uh, 6 o'clock Pacific. Chad, how about like covering that market? Not only you get one great team, superstar team that's compelling, heck, you get two yes. in the same building. Yes. I mean, if you're... You know, a columnist there or radio guy, you're going to that building every night in the winter. Oh, it'd be it'd be fantastic. It's going to be yeah. It and if you're the league right now, you are doing cartwheels. The only the only thing I think what about that league right now that you wouldn't be doing cartwheels about is that the Knicks are still a dumpster fire, which is unfortunate. I'd like to see the Knicks good. I'd yeah. I I would have much preferred to see the Knicks. Implement what's going to be the Nets plan right now. Yeah. Just because I think the Garden, God, the Garden should have a good basket. So will it take a different ownership before that happens? You know what's so weird about this, Chip? And and I think it's it might be because he's more hands off. But uh, James Dolan owns the Rangers too, and the Rangers yeah. have this great plan. But the but I think he's hands off more with with hockey and with basketball. I, I don't know. He can't help himself. And just the, the reputation they have around the league, you can tell guys don't want any part of that. No. You know. No, and I don't. Shame that would be fun if they were, you know, when they were absolutely kings of the garden. Absolutely, uh, golf. Yeah, last weekend I did not go. I was at the uh, I, Twins Ranger series. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I went Friday. 
So, yeah, it was. Yeah, you wrote a great column about the fact that poor Hollis Kavner almost (laughs) lost the entire name field. And it turned out that, you know, the young guys provided some drama, but. Like Royce said, the guy that went, what what was it, triple bogey? Yeah. I'm sure Hollis said, here's $500. Well, that's the thing. Do whatever you get. Well, it was funny because. I got there early Friday morning, and the crowd's around. Burst Kepnick, he is number one in the world. He's, of course, you know, kind of the hot guy on tour now. He had great galleries and crowd around him. And he, so I got there, and he was playing the backside first. So I watched, walked with him 17, 18. He goes in the water, triple bogey. Oh man! And you're thinking, oh my god, he, he might not make the cut. Oh my god! So he, he scrambles there, yep. and John is like, for practically the whole day, it looked like three under was going to be the cut, right? Mm-hmm. Then I, I forgot what happened. It got to be about five o'clock, and it's like, oh my god, the cut's going to be four under. And Brooks Kepka, um, Jason Day, who's, and then <laughs> and Phil other, was out. Phil was out. He right. Yeah, he, but I'm just saying, like to your point, your like, column, it was like, like oh no one's going to be. A, so he came down. The last guy on the course. It's like six o'clock. It's raining out there, and like all this guy has to do is make a bogey, and these guys are out. Brooks Kepka and it's like this is going to be Hoss's worst nightmare. Your planes first, are warming up. <laughs> private planes. <laughs> The first year, you're losing your top marquee names, and then the guy triple bogeys 18, and or his nine, but is his last hole. And uh, so it moved the cut line down to three, and all those guys. That's what I'm saying. Hollis Kavner probably did cartwheels back to do Papa Champagne. No, Absolutely. And, it, you know, the big-name guys weren't a factor at all on the weekend, but it, it did give you – and, and the thing is, like, tickets were sold, so it wasn't like people were just not no, but calm. Still. But it's just perception more than anything that, oh, my God, you know. And, and I will say the biggest galleries when I was out there were Kepkin and, and uh, Mickelson, obviously, which you thought. I mean, the two biggest names people are going to want to follow, even if they're not right. necessarily in contention. You know? Right. So it was good. I mean, I think it's a, it sounded like attendance. They didn't release figures, but big crowds and – um. You know, the guys raved about the course. And, and it's going to the end, end of July next After year, the British right? Open, yes. Yeah, so they're going to move Two weeks it? later, so I don't know if, if that's good or bad time in the schedule. It's probably good from a spectator standpoint to get it out of the 4th of July window, right? Yeah, but if players are tired coming back from the oh, British yeah. Open, are they going to do a tour? I, I don't know. I mean, they know better than I do. But, um, but I think it was overwhelmingly positive. You had a great finish. You know, young guys, that was a cool story. And, the, I mean, there was no wind out there at all, which normally it's windy as heck out there. Right. So the scores were low and weather was good. I think they only had one delay. They had one on July 4th, just like a 30-minute one, which wasn't anything. That's so, not bad. Yeah, I think it was just kind of – how, how do golfers stack up as far as covering? Um, We skewing more like baseball players? No, you know, the <sighs> – I think it probably depends on the guy, honestly. But the guys they had out there were all pretty, pretty good to deal with. I mean, there was no like you didn't walk away thinking, "God, that guy's a jerk." You know, right. nothing like that. I mean, they were. Oh, all, come on, that's always fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, what a bleep. yeah. No, it was. I mean, they're characters. You know, some of them are all business because that's it's such an individualized sport that right. you know they're. Some of them are just like robotic, and you know. Can remember every shot and every technical flaw. That's like baseball players. Yeah, in some ways, yeah, like that. They there were baseball pe- people. Molly was like that. Mm-hmm. Like he'd get done with the game and recite the third the pitch. Yeah, and like you know that two one change. Always, it's yeah. like what, what do you? I was getting a hot dog. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I know. It, it always amazes me like how managers can remember. Like you may write it in your note, but they have so many. They have 
hundreds of things through their mind. I think I remember, that, yeah, he threw a, you know, that 3 1 uh, slider he threw there was just like, you know, hair off the way he wanted. And I'm like, how do you remember that, you know? Yes. But it's, it's why they're there. <laughs> We're not, you know, they, they have the brain. That's my last point, too. Uh, All Star Game mic'd up. I've now decided that I would pay. Big money for a subscription package that, that's HBO-like, so I, it can't be cleaned up. But of, like, a baseball game, I don't even need the broadcasters now. Yeah. Mic everybody up, managers included, and let me hear the insight. Sure. The, the thing that – the stuff that's going through these people's brains – Yeah. At time, and, and I know that there's some vapid, vacant ones, but yeah. there's also guys. Lindor's great. Yeah, but I mean, think about that. Yeah. If you got that insight, well, that, and he's just talking. Let's say he's just talking to the second baseman. I'll cover on this or that. Yeah, you learn so much so quickly of things you don't think about. Well, why do we love hard knocks, right? Because it's takes you inside. It, it, you get to see behind the curtain. And I liked when they were doing Lind- Lindor. It's great because he has personality and he's you know right. Um, and he he knows how to play to it. And but when uh, Joe Buck asked him. Are you looking at the sign from the catcher? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He said, here comes a fastball away. I know it's going. To... It's like, oh my god, you know. I know. It's just, but think I, about if you just got that. Oh my god. If you just yeah. sort of got a taste of that on a regular basis, do how much more compelling it would be? Do it once a year. Make yeah. one game where you mic up five guys. Yeah, exactly. And then don't clean it up. Put it on the well. Yeah, put it on. No, I'll, cable I'll, HBO. I'll or, pay for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll pay for that and I'll pay per view. Yeah, have it on I'll, I'll simul- take the simultaneous channel where you can listen to. Imagine what you would sell. Oh, and think about how much we would like learn. I know about the sport and about the individuals and who's on top of things yep. and who's not. So. I know. All right, Chip Scoggins, we are done. Conduits of trouble. I will uh, talk to you next week. All right, brother. Bye.